Welcome back, everyone, to Life and Lit. This is episode 57, and a well-known author once again on this podcast. We are going back to one of her original novels and covering a love story for the ages, which will match up with life here on this episode, but we'll get to that. Um, Before we dive in, we are going to cover One True Love by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I'm Paige. And I'm Sydney. And this is Life and Lit. Thought All right. You lose it for a minute, but you did. What? No, I'm just excited. I'm just excited <laughs> for how this ties in. Um, I totally so, I mean, I wasn't even thinking that, but yeah, it does. It does. And like, can I just say, look at, we love it when, you know, the timeline lines up to work yes. out so perfectly like this. So we are covering yet another Taylor Jenkins read. This should just be the Taylor Jenkins read podcast at this point. I think this is her fifth book that we've covered, but it's one of the ones I feel like back before she was really well known. I feel like she broke onto the scene with Daisy Jones and took off from there. And we're kind of covering some of her before Daisy Jones novels. We'll call it BDJ. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took yeah. me a second to come up with that acronym. I was like, don't mess it up. Um, but this is about, it's a really a love story for the ages. It's not, I wouldn't call it a rom-com, but no, um, not really. it's a, it's, yeah, it's very different, I would say, from, like, the current book she's writing, Carrie Soto, Evelyn Hugo, Daisy Jones, books like that. I I feel like it read very differently, but it was still very, very good. Yeah, it gave me, like, the notebook vibes. Yes. Or, like, Nicholas Sparks type. Oh, vibe, yeah. Where it's the big decision. Yes. A central love story, but of course there's drama. And so, yeah, it's it kind of classic like that. Yeah. And speaking of timelines working out, the movie, it's being adapted into a movie. It comes out, I guess, tomorrow, an hour on our timeline, because we are recording this <laughs> um, <laughs> earlier, obviously, but it comes out tomorrow, April 7th, so by the time our episode comes out, the movie will be out. And I'm a little sad that we couldn't compare like we've done in the past, but yeah. I'm sure we'll do a little post about it once we finally watch it. Um, but it looks like a good, just a good little lighthearted rom-com watch. Not rom-com. I don't know why I keep calling it a rom-com. But anyway, um, it looks a- really good. Yeah. It has Philippa Sue, who, if you're a Hamilton Broadway fan like I am, she was the OG Eliza in the Broadway cast, which is amazing. So I'm excited to see her branching out. And yeah, I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't even know it was going to be a movie until I sat I down. I told you. Okay, well, then I forgot because I sat down to... You like, never listen to me. <laughs> no, I just have the memory of a nap. Okay, let's be real. But I sat down to, like, do a refresh because I read this several months ago now. And it popped up and I was like, oh, what's this? <laughs> like, and the, the top things popping up are from the movie. So, yeah, I'm excited yes. to sit down and watch it and kind of compare and contrast. Yeah, it looks like they changed quite a bit from the book, but I'm not mad about it because I feel like I have a more open mind about adaptations now. And I'm not like a rabid fan of this one. I liked yes. it. I enjoyed it. But I'm going to be okay with some edits in the movie. Yeah, for sure. the It really only hurts if it's like you are an avid fan and you love every minute of the book. Yes. You get really upset if they stray too far. But yeah. I'm exactly. Out. Yeah, so that's the lit side of our podcast this week, and we'll get to that. But we're going to also discuss the life, and we hinted that the timelines, lighting up, blah, 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 fate, destiny, whatever you want to call it. But One True Love 
comes at the time that Sydney got engaged yeah. over the weekend. <laughs> Woo, Joe, you did it. <laughs> Life has been coming in hot in the last like five days. So yeah, you're not super, kidding. Yeah, I'm super excited though. Um and we've had so much love from our family and friends. So we're very excited. But yeah. I literally screamed whenever you sent me the picture. Like Aww. I'm not even I'm not even ex- exaggerating. I like opened it <laughs> and I saw the it was like, well, I have some news. And I was like, ooh, what is it? And I opened it and I screamed sitting on my couch in my apartment. And Aww. I was like, oh, Joe, you said it. <laughs> I love it. And then he said the meme. That was, I was cracking up. Yes. So we're so excited. Congratulations once again. Thank you. Joe has no idea how lucky he is. Um, And I can't wait to celebrate you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Southern Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. It's the year of the weddings for me, I feel like. Truly. Yes. Yeah. I feel like it happens like that, though. It's either, like, Comes they're all, waves. yeah, they're either all together and then none for a few years, or yeah. nothing. So. And you haven't been in one for a few years, so now you get to be in your own. And also I somebody know. else's, but your own first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I took a little break of being in weddings for a bit, so, it, yeah, it was only fitting that we just lump mine in there, too. But Yeah, I think it's slightly ironic. Speaking of timing, that literally the weekend where I swear off men and I'm like, I'm going <laughs> it on my own. This is it. I'm going to be me, which, you know, I'm going to put a little insert in here. I'm totally happy this way. <laughs> I've never felt freer. <laughs> yes. Um, that as soon as I'm like single, here we go. Let's, it's going to be the year of page. Then you're like, I have some news. <laughs> so I love how we are on you know completely different paths right now I know but that makes it fun sometimes it, no exactly I do I think it is very fun I think that it's the time of life where everybody's on a different path but to be able to still you know keep that friendship strong and relate to each other and have those shared instances it's just I don't know it's yeah. difficult but amazing yes for sure so yeah. Yeah. We're excited. One true loves and Sydney's wedding. <laughs> I love it. I literally, I don't know what I was thinking. Well, I'm kind of in like a fog because it, life's just been bananas. So I literally didn't even like correlate of, oh, we're talking about a love story today. So I'm going yeah. to wrap it up. That's fun. Oh, yeah, I know. I've been planning this. So like, this is <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't let this go. I love it. So um, are we going to like record live at the wedding or, you know? <laughs> I mean, might as well. <laughs> live, okay. uh, live stream it or whatever. Yeah, live stream after some wine. Oh, yeah, oh, here we go. Gosh, can you even imagine? <laughs> life and lit. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of lit for sure. All right. Well, show Sydney some love, everybody, on Instagram. Um, We're all very excited for her. And maybe she will even post a picture of the ring, you know. I was going to. I have an idea in my head. And then Mm -hmm. my library did not come through for me. So I was like, well, I can just stage it at home. And then my home is also chaotic. So I just (laughs) it done. But I promise it will be coming. So, yes. Okay. I can't wait to see it. I, yeah, I can't wait to show it off. So. Yeah, you should, girl. My gosh. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, now that we discussed our lives, our romantic lives, let's dive into Emma Blair's romantic life in One True Loves by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Because we don't talk about anybody else. <laughs> because this is a full-fledged stand account now. Exactly. In her 20s, Emma Blair marries her high school sweetheart, Jesse. They build a life for themselves, far away from the expectations of their parents and the people of their hometown in Massachusetts. 
They travel the world together, living life to the fullest and seizing every opportunity for adventure. On their first wedding anniversary, Jesse is on a helicopter over the Pacific when it goes missing. Just like that, Jesse is gone forever. Emma quits her job and moves home in an effort to put her life back together. Years later, now in her 30s, Emma runs into an old friend, Sam, and finds herself falling in love again. When Emma and Sam get engaged, it feels like Emma's second chance at happiness. That is, until Jesse is found. He's alive, and he's been trying all these years to come home to her. With a husband and a fiancé, Emma has to now figure out who she is and what she wants while trying to protect the one she loves. Who is her one true love? What does it mean to love truly? Emma knows she has to listen to her heart. She's just not sure what it's saying. Oh, that is such a good summary. Like it hooks you in. I think, yeah, I'm like, oh, I want to find out even though I've already read it. Um, (laughs) But because it could very easily go the way of like a Hallmark movie or like a Hallmark story, you know, young or young widower returns home to you know live with her parents meets an old high school sweetheart la 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 you know yeah that whole thing but I feel like she does a really good job with it um there's actually a review you know like the little blurbs that says no one does life and love better and I agree Taylor Jenkins Reid she does life and love so well and makes it she keeps it from being corny yes that's what I was gonna say she makes it very realistic, like in the sweet, good ways, but also in the really tough ways. And where, you know, the hallmark just goes over the top cheesy, but I feel like she keeps, keeps things really grounded and makes you like feel for the characters. Yeah. And I was texting you because you read this a while ago and I read this probably a little over a month ago. So you knew it happened. And I was just like texting you the whole time. Like, oh my God, like, how are you supposed to choose? How do you choose? Like you love these two people. And it's not like you stopped loving the one person. It's just, you thought they were dead. So it's a very unique situation. And I was like, so conflicted (laughs) and in a crisis reading this book. I don't know why, but I felt it deeply guys. (laughs) It was so funny because I was like, well, obviously she's going to, like, here's the one she's going to pick. Like, I knew. <laughs> I feel like it was pretty, I feel like it was pretty obvious, but I do, I have little notes written down about points I want to touch on okay. about uh, maybe, like, a couple of the issues they had with it. Okay. Not with who she picks and I'm that, but, like, again. the way things were, like, skewed for her to pick. Anyway, anyway, yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself, <laughs> as always. Um, so I guess we'll put our spoiler alert in now. Um, if you want to press pause, go watch the movie, see what the movie storyline is like and come back and listen. Or if you want to go read it for yourself and come back, uh, we will be doing a deep dive from here on out. Yes. So the book starts off with a little prologue. And like you said, Sydney, it starts off with a bang. It's wild. And that is what... And like I obviously was interested in the story from reading knowing about what it was about but it hooks you in right from the minute because it's basically starts off with Emma saying I was out to dinner with my fiance and my parents when my husband called and you're just like oh man yeah <laughs> getting into it and I was like wait <laughs> I want to know how this came about yeah how do you get into this situation Yes. Absolutely. And then it does, it goes back to the beginning when Emma and Jesse and Sam all first meet. So Emma is born and raised in a small town of Acton, Massachusetts. I actually don't know if it's a small town. Um, I'm just assuming because I have like my Hallmark glasses on right now. <laughs> yes. For sure. um, but her parents, Raised her and her sister there. They own and run a bookstore called Blair Books. Um, her older sister is Marie. They're not very close. Um, they're kind of like the competitive sisters that you don't understand me, sisters, because they're very, very different. Marie is kind of like the perfect daughter. She's smart. She's popular. She wants to be a writer. Their parents own a bookstore, and she works in the bookstore. She loves to read. And Emma's the exact 
opposite. She's not popular. She hates reading and she wants to leave her hometown and travel the world as soon as she graduates, pretty much. And in her freshman year, just talk about how magical it would be if your parents owned a bookstore. Yeah, I was like, like, why are you hating on this? You don't have to like, you don't have to want to do that, but you need to reap the benefits of somebody in your family owning and running a bookstore. You can just read there all day. But I, as I was reading it, I was like, man, that would be so wonderful. So wonderful. Yeah. You just go there. I could just picture myself going there after school, reading, doing homework. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Little Sydney would have loved that. I read so yeah. much growing up. That would just be yeah. magical. But Emma did not agree with us. <laughs> she wanted out. She hated reading and she wanted to travel the world, which, like, let me just say, you can read and travel the world. I was going to say, you time. can do both. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Those flights are long. Okay. <laughs> I read on the flight to India, so. Um, But then in Emma's freshman year, she comes across Jesse Lerner, who's a classmate. He's very handsome. He's very popular, and he's, like, the number one swimmer in the school. That's all he does. You know, everyone knows him as the swimmer. He's an Olympic hopeful. His parents train him and push him and all this. And Emma sees him at a swim meet. And, you know, she develops a little high school crush on him and his Speedo. But then she has to <laughs> she has to push down her feelings when she figures out that he is actually going out with another girl. So, as punishment, yeah. Uh, well, meanwhile, she is, like, having to work some shifts at her parents' store as, like, punishment for getting in trouble. Which I love that that's her punishment. Oh, darn. I do, too. But we're at the bookstore. I can totally see it from a teenage perspective, especially oh, if you yeah. have no interest. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. I'm stuck working here. I hate it. Blah, blah, blah. But while she's there, she starts talking to one of their other employees who's a boy named Sam and he's like a few years older than Emma at this point. I think he's like this, maybe the same class as our sister or something. Um, and they are kind of talking and Sam asks her out and she's like, well, he's cute, but she's really got her sights set on Jesse. So. And I think she was like taken aback. Yeah, she was like, I think she didn't realize. Yeah, so she like didn't really answer. And when she didn't answer, he was like, oh, well, you know, no, that's okay. That's cool. That's cool. We can just be, you know, like, yeah, it was definitely like a missed opportunity on both, like, both ends. Yeah, because he misread her silence. And she didn't expect him to say that. So she didn't know how to respond. And she didn't like correct him ever later. Right. But they kind of become friends I mean they become friends because they are working together and I mean they just have I don't know really really cute friendship yeah a good strong friendship um, despite the like little bit of underlying tension yeah so at the end of Emma's sophomore year she's still harboring this crush on Jesse. She's still friends with Sam, but Sam graduates at the end of her sophomore year, and they both go to the same high school party after graduation where they see Jesse, and Emma learns that Jesse has broken up with his girlfriend, which, like, you know, yeah, two years later, it's a high school relationship. Come on, Emma. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you should have been on that, um, but, they're, like, they have this situation where I think, like, the cops come and break like raid the party and the two of them are standing near the bushes and so they hide in the bushes together and you know everyone's running around the cops you know take some people in and when they think the coast is clear they come out from the bushes but they're talking the whole time and jesse uh confesses that he actually hates swimming he's very good at it but he hates it 
And he only does it because his parents want him to do it and because he has this image and he feels like he has to uphold this image. And then Emma reveals that she hates reading despite her parents owning a bookstore, which is not nearly as revealing as Jesse's confession, I will say. <laughs> no, but it's kind of the bonding thing of like our parents yes. understand us. Yes. The high school. So, and they talk about their dreams, how they want to get out of acting. Um, she wants to go to school on the West Coast, get as far away as possible, essentially. And they encourage each other to follow their dreams. He's like, you need to leave this town. You need to go to California. And she said, Jesse, you need to quit swimming. So there's a spark between the two. They actually do end up getting <laughs> caught by the cops. Um, I guess they were waiting for like the strays to wander out of the party. And <laughs> they're taken to the police department and that's where they have their first kiss, which I think is kind of cute. It um, was, those were like cute little scenes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that summer they continue to hang out and see each other and they start to fall in love. And then Sam leaves town for college without saying goodbye because he's a little heartbroken. Cause yeah. I think he always kind of hoped that he and Emma would eventually get together. So, but, oh, well, so we're Jess, both like that. <laughs> Emma and Jesse are like together now and they're together yeah. throughout the rest of high school. They're high school sweethearts. And so they decide to go to college together at the same place. So they go to the University of LA, which, you know, whatever, <laughs> questionable sometimes, but... <laughs> They make it hey, work, so. They were in love. Okay. Yeah, okay, at 18, but that's fine. Well, I digress. So <laughs> while in college, Emma takes this writing class because if it's like a travel writing class and so you get to go on trips cheaper and she's, you know, always wanted to travel and see the world. And so through this, she discovers that she loves to write and she loves traveling and is really good at doing both of them so like combining and becoming a travel writer um which i wish that's a train i wish i had gotten on earlier yeah like we definitely missed that truly with the world of like instagram and blogging and all of that getting mm -hmm. paid to travel and write about it sounds absolutely glorious yeah and all expenses paid trip to like this dream hotel in italy sign me up i'll write about yes, it absolutely so she graduates college with a degree in journalism and jesse graduates as well and so she's you know a travel writer he works as a production assistant on like nature documentaries so they kind of match well together with their yeah jobs and they can travel together and she can write and he can do some of his film stuff and it's all just going great. Um, and they get engaged when they're 25. And Which sounds so young. I mean, it's I not. It's yeah, it's not. But but it, it is. Like looking yeah. back now, I'm like, oh, I was such a baby. I'm yeah. 29. You know, like, come on. I know. It does come feel. On, it's better than like 22, though. You know, like. Yeah. No, I think 25 is, like, totally a respectable age to get married. I just feel like reading it now that I'm older than 25, I'm like, oh, wow, they're so young. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's what happens, like, oh, man, the closer you get to 30, it's just everyone seems younger. Oh, yeah. Even, like, my 28-year-old self, I was like, she had no idea. <laughs> well, I, I think about my 25-year-old self. I'm like, yeah, you did not know. Oh, she had no idea. Yeah. Nothing. Oh, man. I've been 29 for like a month. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like a it grandma counts. over here. It counts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Jesse proposes. Emma obviously accepts. And they get married at his parents' family cabin in Maine, which I thought was cute. And then they go back to California. They're living their big West Coast lives. And the day before their first wedding anniversary, Jesse leaves on a last minute work trip to go to Alaska. I think she was like arguing with him, like, you know, I want you to be here. It's our first anniversary. We need, I want to do something together. 
and he's like I promise like this is the last one but I really need to go on this so you know and then he said I'll be back and we'll celebrate and we'll have so many years to celebrate and you know like famous last words that's gonna set up something bad right yeah um so she gets a call later that day that his helicopter his helicopter in Alaska had crashed um, and Jesse has gone missing is, and is presumed dead because the other three passengers on board uh, died. So Emma goes through a very difficult period of grief. She stays in California for a bit, but her family goes out there. There's this one scene that really stuck with me where she climbs up on the roof of their apartment building and she's just because you can see the ocean from there and she's just mm-hmm. up there staring at the ocean and her sister comes up and they're still not very close you know marie settled down in acton she has a family they went very different paths and she goes up but she goes up to the roof and asks emma what she's doing and emma said i'm watching the ocean because i know if he could make it back to me he would and i feel like i need to be here waiting for him if he comes back so she like pictured him swimming to her and like that was her last her clinging to her last hope and that just i don't know that was just so sad but so real and i think that's where you get like the tjr is so good at writing about life and love because like that's what grief does to you it makes you believe yes such as the most random impossible things just so you can hold on to that last bit of hope Yes, it's like you just want to tether to anything that you can. And so you do, no matter what crazy scenario it could be or how outlandish it seems, that's what you cling to. And yeah, that was such a heartbreaking scene. Yeah. So Emma decides to go back to Acton. She needs to be surrounded by family and friends at this time. And you know, it's too devastating to be there where she made her life with Jesse. So she gives up travel writing to focus on getting her life back and, you know, dealing with her grief. And one of the ways that she starts to heal is she discovers reading. Like she picks up a book at her parents' house and she just starts reading and getting lost in these stories. And that's kind of how she came to love books in her own way, which I thought was really cool too. Yeah. I loved that she like discovered a love of reading later mm-hmm. and it, how it yes. really was like a healing part of her life. Um, so I love the way that she kind of worked in that power, the magic and yeah. power of books. Absolutely. So she's back home. Her sister Marie is there. As we said, she's married and she has um, two twin girls. Two twin girls. All right. Um, <laughs> and lives nearby. So they're starting to bond over this. You know, Emma's at the bookstore more often. Um, Marie, the twins are young and Marie is running the bookstore now. And she actually asks Emma to take over for her at Blair Books so that she can stay home. I'm going to leave a bit longer and some more time with her girls. So Emma agrees. And I think Marie was also like, I think having this purpose will yes. help her, you know, get out of bed, do something every day, have a routine will help her get her life back. And Emma discovers that she loves it. She loves running the bookstore. She loves being around all those books and helping the customers find, you know, a new book or maybe something they hadn't thought of. And she starts to come up with all these ideas on how they could modernize the bookstore and make it even more popular than it is. And she also, um, you know, she's like searching for things to, to do, to fill her time and to feel good. And she decides to try to learn piano. Like that's something she had always wanted to do. Um, and so she's at the music store and she's, looking at the pianos and kind of wanting lessons and stuff. And she runs in to Sam, her old high school friend that used to work at the store with her. And so they kind of catch up. Um, and Sam is what I was going to say, I thought this was a cute scene because Oh, for sure. Like, 
oh, like what piano? Like, cause she's buying like a little keyboard for herself. And she's like, oh, what do you recommend? And, you know, he's like showing her all these different models of keyboards. Um, yeah. It's definitely like a meet cute or I guess like a catch yeah. up cute because I'd already met. Um, but she learns I, that Sam's a music teacher and, you know, just I just thought it was well. funny. Yeah, I just thought it was funny because she thought she totally thought he was a an employee at the store. Yeah. And then come to find out, you know, he's a music teacher and he was just there shopping for himself. But yeah, he, I had that actually happen to me at Tractor Supply the other day. I don't are know if serious? any. Yeah. Um, so listeners, we are horse girls. I <laughs> frequent the Tractor Supply near my yes. barn. Um, so I like walked in. I had jeans like this black fleece on and rubber boots um which is like a horse girl's uniform mm-hmm. and this guy said hey why is this on sale and I was like oh I don't know I was like but it looks like a great deal and then, like we went back and forth I like told him it was like a deck box where you like keep all your outdoor stuff in the summer on your deck mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he like kept asking me something he's like is this just like did somebody return it or something like why is it on sale I said I don't actually work here and he was like what <laughs> Uh, that is I so just thought funny. It was hilarious and he kept he would like see me throughout the story and like start to apologize again I'm like no I was like you got a great deal like I'm so happy for you I mean you were wearing then, a rural uniform so they just I, took you yeah. for a TSC person I was like listen I just I'm gonna take that as a compliment that I look like I know what I'm doing in here so thank you <laughs> He'd be um, like, I do I'm here a lot yeah, if you need trailer hitches, they're right over there. Uh, yeah. Horse game, not back corner. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> I just like so imagine that as their little reunion meeting here. Yes. And so Sam ends up asking her out on a date, and this time she accepts. <laughs> and they kind of rekindle their friendship. And now it has the chance to blossom into a relationship and something more. And so that was really sweet, I think, and really like. Their little dating montage. That's what I'm excited for in the movie because it was all so cute. Yeah. This is why I have such unrealistic expectations for my own dating life. Um, Sam is just like the sweetest. He's He's so sweet. Yeah. I just remember like their first. I think it was their first date. They like grabbed a drink and he's like, and if it goes well, we can like grab dinner from there. Mm-hmm. But they were talking about him being a music teacher and he like played piano man on the bar. Ugh, like I love it. it was a piano. I just thought that was so cute. And that's like one of their cute little couple things that they do, you know, like playing yes. blah, blah, blah. And whatever surface he's on, he would play it. Uh, I just think that's so cute. That's so cute. And so we are hopeless romantics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so their relationship um, progresses and they date for a little like around a year and they move in together. And then mm-hmm. after that, Sam proposes. So things are on the up and up for Emma. So we think like yes. she's, you know, made it through this horrible, hard chapter of her life and there's light at the end of the tunnel. But, but she's also worried, like, is this too fast? Are people going to judge me? Am yeah. I allowed to be happy again? Which I think are all so realistic thoughts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, yeah, she's worried about what other people will say and what the right thing to do is. But I think it's time to think of, like, there's no manual for this. There's no right thing to do. You just have to do, right. you know, what's best for you and what's good for you. So... Two months after she and Sam get engaged is when she gets the call from Jesse. And so now we're kind of back to the, like, beginning. And he is in Hawaii, and he's still alive, miraculously, and he is coming home. And so this just rocks her world, obviously. I can't imagine. I (laughs) truly cannot even imagine, like... It, w- it would be like seeing a ghost or getting a call from a ghost because yeah, this whole time, like everyone has just thought he was dead because he was. She's moved and- on. Yeah. Well, she's not moved on. Well, she has moved on. You know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. She's accepted 
that he's gone. She's yes. obviously, she has a new life, a totally different life. But also, like, that, the fact that Jesse is coming back after experiencing the last two years or more, maybe longer. I don't even know, yeah. but I think it's like two or three years at least. Yeah. And you know he's not going to be the same person. So you don't know who you're going to see when he finally came back to Acton. Yes. That would just... I'm starting to have my little crisis again. I just can't imagine. <laughs> right. And it's like, oh, man, it's what he, it reminds me so much of like the movie Castaway. And oh, my gosh, know, I was thinking that the whole time. Wilson. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the scenes where like he comes back and the wife has moved on and it's just. Yes. It's oh, hard. heartbreaking. It oh is. It's so hard for everyone because he's. In, in his mind, he's like, you know, you, the thought of getting back to you was what kept me going. Oh. And then in Emma's mind, she's like, on. I was ruined. Like, I was devastated without you, but I've, you know, crawled out of that pit and I've, you know, gotten myself. She had to, it's just wild. She had to own her own story as well. Like, yes, this horrible, traumatic thing happened to you. But the other side of it happened to me. So you have to like recognize what I went through and how I was able to get through it. Yes. Wild. So yeah. Jesse has to do um, some treatment and rehab because obviously he's been like living a survivalist lifestyle. But once he gets out of that, um, he flies to Acton where Emma meets him. And they have this really emotional reunion, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like, that's wild. And he kind of tells her what happened. So he survived the crash, of course, the sole survivor. And he winds up stranded on a small island. And he keeps thinking that people were going to be looking for him and like, oh, the rescuers will come. But they never do. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to have to rescue myself basically so uh, this is where it comes like a little full full circle with his swimming background because he Mm -hmm. obviously used to be an insanely good swimmer so he's like I can do this I know I can do this and he starts to train himself to swim in the open water and it took him years to get it done um but finally when he decides to like go for it, try to make the swim, um, he gets picked up by a ship. So I can't even imagine the mental and physical toll of that either. Like the isolation, the survival instincts that you have to have. Yeah. And just just, the will to go on like and not leave hope. And the feeling of like you think rescuers are going to come and then they don't and you have to grapple with that. Every yeah, you know, every day you go through that disappointment. Yeah, it's just wild. I can't imagine. But after this reunion, which had to be awkward in more ways than one, in more ways than I'm seeing my husband after years. Like you, he's not the same person. I'm not the same person. But she had to see like her in-laws, who she hasn't really spoken to since like a few months after Jesse's was like presumed missing and dead yeah that Um, would be crazy that would be so awkward because they were like they had never given up hope and now she's like how are they looking at me now that i'm engaged and i've like i think i have this new life we're a little tense with them anyways like they yeah Fully got along because they, I think they saw Emma as the reason that, like, Jesse gave up swimming and, Mm -hmm. you know, went out down this path. So things were Mm -hmm. already tense. And then, yeah, you add in all of this and it's just like, Yeah. So Emma comes home from that reunion to Sam. And poor Sam. Oh, my gosh. He, like, lost this girl once to Jesse. He has her back. He thinks it's all good and then this happens and bless him he just sends her off to the reunion and is so trusting and is like I hope 
you find what you're looking for and I hope it goes well essentially but that she comes so back reminds me of the like ending scenes of the notebook when Noah's like I lost you once I think I can do it yes. again it's like uh, oh it's horrible we're having notebook flashbacks <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah but she goes home and she's conflicted because she's like, at one point, Jesse was my one true love. And now at this point, I think Sam is my one true love. But now that mm -hmm. I can potentially have Jesse back, is that what I want? Or do I still want my life with Sam? And this is where I'm like the one of the biggest, like, I don't, I, my indecision and my indecisiveness. Oh my God, I should win an award. And this is where I'd be like, you know what? Let's just, no, like, I can't do this. I couldn't, because you're going to break one of their hearts. Yes. And it's like. And I hate that. I hate that feeling. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, my little crisis and... is happening right now. I like, how did she, I can't, I can never be in this situation. It would not go well. Because it's having, like, two different lives. Like, you're having to pick the life you want. And you know yeah. that there's really no going back. Like. I know it's just that is like something that's like hanging over my head is like around this age you have to pick the life that you want and the path that you want to go down yeah and oh my god what if I pick the wrong one um it is dude that is one of the biggest yeah. things, like your 20s I feel like there's just so many mm -hmm. life decisions happening so and many. it is very crazy like how are there people that just skate through life and they don't really care they just do <laughs> whatever know. whenever because what is that like yeah we are not like that but absolutely not um but anyway emma's very conflicted but sam's also very conflicted because he's like i lost you once but i'm and i'm not gonna like stand by and let you like pick him over me I also need to think about what I want because like if mm -hmm. you are having doubts I need to think about our future and he decides to postpone the wedding and kind of put them on a break and it's like you need to figure out what you want and I need space to figure out what I want yeah which like go Sam you know, know like he's not like you're hard. not like gonna go hang out with him and then come home to me every night like that's not how this is gonna be yeah and I feel like this very easily could have delved into like a competition of who is gonna yes. between the guys of who's gonna win her back and who's gonna be the better choice I was going, it, I was a little worried it was gonna go that direction yeah scene. but she really I think like the maturity of the characters involved and really the reality of it because, you know, the Hallmark mm -hmm. movie would have been that way where they're warring with each other and whatever. But this one is more like, no, we're just going to all collectively take a step back and figure things out and mm -hmm. go from there. So, yeah, it was really good and realistic in that way. Yeah. So, you know, Emma, Emma is obviously devastated by this, but she agrees. Um, she moves back to her parents' place temporarily. And then Jesse comes up with the idea that they should go away for a few days, just the two of them, to his family's cabin in Maine, where they got married. He's like, that way we can get to know each other, we can talk everything out, and kind of figure out what we want to do. Because Jesse's, like, absolutely certain that they're going to be together. He's like, you're not married to him. You know, nothing's been done that can't be undone. And yeah. he's like, I fought to come back to you and I'm now I'm back to you and I'm not going to let you go that easily which like wow which like that's again this is so crazy because like his reality is that yeah that's his wife and that's who he was trying to come back and see yeah versus her reality is like I've been a widow for how many years and I'm moving on it's just Oh man, it's wild. Yeah, it's like a his, choice. <laughs> yeah, his timeline paused and hers kept moving. Yes. Yeah. So she agrees and she's kind of excited. Um, and they go they go up to the cabin together, but there's like little things you can tell she's like awkward around Jesse. 
Um, she's changed in the years that he's gone. He's obviously gone through a lot. Um, won't really talk about it all that much. You know, he has scars everywhere. I think he's like missing a finger or like part yeah. of a finger, but won't talk about it. She's like afraid to ask him. And then like he doesn't have a license, but he's driving up there and she's like all nervous about it. And and he's like, just go with it. Like, where is your adventurous spirit that I love? And like, what happened to that? And it's kind of, he's kind of like, I want to say like egging her on or like picking at her. Yeah. But he's, he's just like, why are you different? Why aren't you the Emma of three years ago? Like, why are you being like this? Because he doesn't know who she is now. And I feel like, which we haven't really talked about, but I, he kind of has some like underlying anger issues that I think were there, if I'm remembering right, like even before, not in horrible ways, but just. I like, wouldn't say like anger issues from before I think he was fine before but I think it's his he hasn't like he needs to go to therapy essentially he's not acknowledging or talking about what's happening to him or what happened to him and his like that comes out every now and then in anger whenever she brings up something little like you shouldn't be driving because you have a license you don't have a license and he's like where's the Emma that I know like the adventurous Emma that I know because I think I think that's just him coming back and realizing everything moved on without him and nothing was the same. And I think it was just his reaction to that of like, oh my god, of like grasping at straws. To yeah, try, like grasp, like to you're, Yeah, like you're not the Emma that I left and that I remember. Why aren't you that way? And I so I don't. I want to call it anger issues because they weren't there before, but it's definitely like some PTSD surfacing and like how it yeah. comes out. But yeah, it and it made her very uncomfortable, but he wouldn't talk about it either. So they kind of have this, if they like brushed that under the rug, they were fine. Um, But if she ever tried to have a real conversation with him, that's when things would get a little heated. Yeah, it definitely, they were very surface level in this like new timeline. Yeah. She and Sam connected on a much deeper level. Yes. He loved her for who she was and what she'd gone through and where she was now. Mm-hmm. And Jesse loved her for where she was then mm-hmm. and didn't know who she was now, which is like, so I can't imagine, but they get up to his family's cabin in Maine and they have, you know, a couple days together, you know, they reconnect physically. They're still fine there. Um, which like, I was a little bit like, not like upset with her but I don't know like I feel like if I had a man I loved back home who was I was engaged to I wouldn't be able to like enjoy that side with another guy I don't know I think that's it's so like that's that would be so hard because obviously she loved Jesse too I know I think it would be hard like I that would be hard for me yeah <laughs> like, I was... all right bye and then like go shack up with the guy for three days I was kind of like, I don't know what you would do in that situation because, yeah, you love Sam and you're with him and it would feel like you're cheating, you know? But yeah. then you're they also were on a break. looking. <laughs> we were on a break. But you're also looking at, like, this man Can that I be you with this used person? to love or that, you, like, you yeah. still do. Like, she still does love Jesse because part of her will always yeah. love him. You know, and so you want, I don't know. That just would be, oh man, that would be so hard. That would be really hard. And that there was a scene, and now we're going to start getting, I think, into my nitpicking of the story and things that <laughs> annoyed me and made me mad. But there's like this scene where they like enter the cabin and she looked over. And at one point during their wedding, which they were 25, they like snuck back to the cabin and like had sex on the kitchen mm-hmm. counter and then when they go back she like looks at the counter and she's like blushes like oh my god i can't believe we had sex there like that's where we cook our meal like honey oh it, and you're fine like come <laughs> what on <a> prude. <laughs> i know I, she's like i can't believe we did that i'm like you're 31 it's not like you're like a nun now i don't exactly. like that got me i was like 
I know you can change, but, like, you can still own that. Yeah, I totally forgot about that part, but I agree. That's that's where I'm like, okay, you're yeah, you're not that old. <laughs> at you're not, yeah. At least I hope not. Like, gosh. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm as sensitive to it because I am, like, closer to 31 than maybe I want to acknowledge. But, yeah, just, like, the difference. And so not only, like, the sex on the countertop thing, but just throughout the book, she was just like, I'm older and ready to settle down now. I'm like, again, you're just 31. Like, yeah. this, it's not like you're, like, becoming an old maid. And now that I'm saying it out loud, it might be because I am close to 31. But I don't know. It's just, like, all the implications that she was older now and she wanted to settle down and have a family. And I was like, that's not all you have to do. Like, right. you can still... You can run your bookstore. You can be with Sam. You can live in Axon, which is close to Boston, like, just from what I was reading, um, which um, makes me want to go back to Boston. But anyway, I was like, you can still travel and run a bookstore. You don't have to travel forward. But she was basically, like, a complete 180 where she's like, yeah, now I'm done traveling. I want to live in the hometown with this guy I went to high school with and our cats and have babies. And I'm like, that's great, but you can also (laughs) do the other things. Yeah, it definitely, like, this novel set it up as being very binary. Like, there's one choice or the other and no in-between. No. And that bothered me to no end. Yeah. I would agree Especially because... Yeah, it's, which, I don't know, everyone's free to make their own choice. And I think she, I think TJR was trying to hit home the the point of, like, how much Emma had changed. Choice. Well, like, how much Emma yeah. had changed and whatever. But it's also, like, you know, f- sometimes fundamentally you don't change. Like, even when I am not able to travel as much, I feel like I'm still going to want to you know yeah she was basically like no I'm done now yeah I'm gonna be in Massachusetts the rest of my life yeah it was very either or which I think was really just trying to mirror the choice of like Sam or Jesse you can't have both so you have to you know one or the other but I agree that was kind of strange and I think that's why I was like so excited because I'm like Sam definitely definitely like the Jesse was the wild adventure, like go out, see the world. Sam was the comfortable, steady, mm-hmm. you're a dependable guy. And I was like, okay, so like Jesse's exciting, Sam is boring, but dependable. But he didn't have to be. Like they could have traveled to Italy together, but she, yeah, she just made it sound like you're either going to travel the world with your hot swimmer dude or you're going to stay at home with your cats with a hot music teacher yeah and yeah I think that's why I was so conflicted and like I don't know I wrote I like remembered this I read this book over a month ago and I remembered these points to say to bring up today I was like just because you're 31 doesn't mean you have to be ready to settle and you can stop traveling and you have to have your life figured out yeah, which is so funny because, I mean, like we said earlier, you were so conflicted. And I was like, well, obviously she's, you know, I think she should pick Sam. I feel like we yeah. were being I led thought she that should way. pick Sam. We were absolutely being led that way. And it was very obvious. But I think it was like the part of me that was like, but don't let go of your adventurous side. Mm-hmm. That was like, but maybe Jesse has a chance. So, and I think that's funny that, it just like shows maybe maybe it like kind of reflects on the reader depending on what stage of life you're at or like how much well, of I your think life you have figured out because normally like I'm the hopeless hopeless romantic and I'd be the one of like but he was her true love from before and they have all this history <laughs> and I, now I'm like no not and you're kind of like, yeah. well, how would you give that up? I don't know. I just think that's so funny. Normally we are yeah. like total opposites. But you're like, 
in a part of your life where you're like, I know what I want and this is it. Yeah. And I'm like, dump them both and travel the world alone. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. So yeah, maybe it's just the reader, but also that's why these books I think are so popular and so impactful because you can like take specific little nuggets away from it or you know each person will pick up on different things and have different feelings about it so that's what very interesting I'm very glad I remembered to bring these up who knew one true loves was going to bring up a discussion like this right but so they, they spend their time in the cabin they get to know each other but they also discover that they have both changed too much and they can no longer like be together they loved the version of themselves that they had when they were younger but both of them were no longer that version of themselves so they agreed to end their relationship and go back to Acton which is the mature thing to do like very much and so with this um, Emma and Sam reconcile, which I was glad about because, it, you know, how it yeah. left, Sam was like, you need to figure your, your things out and I need to figure my things out. So it's like, mm-hmm. is there a chance that she's going to say no to Jesse and then get back and Sam's going to say no to her? Yeah, so, which I loved their little, like, reunion scene where yeah. she's like, no, I have to go fight for Sam. I'm going to go to him at school while he's teaching and prove to him how, how much I love him. But then when she gets back to the bookstore where they like left her car, he comes like squealing into the parking lot and is like, I just realized that I just made the same mistake I did in high school where I didn't fight for you. And this is me fighting for you. Like, I'm not going to basically let him take you back that easily. And she's like, no, I was coming to find you. And it was like this yeah. big, you know, romantic reunion for them, which was cute, I will say. Yeah, it definitely had the feels of, like, a Hallmark ending at that point. Yeah, yeah. So they get married, and Jesse, in the meantime, moves back to California because, you know, being in Acton around everything is just too much, and he's still that adventurous and, like, free spirit type person. And so he moves back to California, and... Then a few months after Emma and Sam get married, Jesse actually calls her and is like, I've met someone too. Like, I just want you to know I'm moving, you know, I'm moving on and I wish you the best. And I love know, this. I did too. They're like, they both kind of acknowledge that like they loved each other. They made such an impact on each other's lives, but they're, you know, moving on and it, it, I think it was good to feel like the no ill will because yeah and it would have been hard you know I can imagine hard for Emma to you know worry about Jesse and worry about you know how mm-hmm. he would be affected but then to learn that he's moving on and he's doing okay um, yeah it's really because good so it he when he came to the realization that they shouldn't be together because when like when she overcoming her grief and when she met Sam for the first time she like wrote a letter to him kind of like explaining everything to go through and like telling him goodbye and that she still Mm -hmm. loved him and he like found that and that's what helped him overcome the need for the two of them to get back together yeah I forgot about that but that was like I thought that was a really cool moment too definitely it was a good Oh, well, I was just saying it was a good, like you said, like closure for both of them and a closure ending. I liked that it was all, yeah, like wrapped up and everybody got happy, happy ever after. And I love, there were some really good quotes in this book. I love a good TJR quote. But one of the cool things, like I've noticed, I'm on Amazon right now because that's where I got the company. (laughs) Shout out to Amazon. Um, but I'm still on the page of the book and Amazon has started to do this like popular highlights section where oh. it'll like highlight some of the quotes that Kindle readers, like the most common ones that Kindle readers highlight. And mm-hmm. for this one, I forgot about this because I read this book and I read this particular quote and I was like, oh my God, I love the way she viewed this. And it was when she first met 
Sam again mm-hmm. when she was first reunited with Sam and just like flirting with him and all this stuff. And she said, or she wrote, flirting is probably just in love with yourself as it is with someone else. And she's talking about how they highlight what they like about you and the positive aspects of you and that you should note that when people mention it and love that part of yourself as well. And I loved that. I do love that. was actively dating before swearing off men because they're terrible. Um, (laughs) Hey, now they're not terrible. So if you're listening. (laughs) Um. Okay, we'll put a pin in that. Um, so, but yeah, I just, her quotes are so cool. And I also love that little part of Amazon now. But yeah, yeah it's a solid read. It makes you think. If you're indecisive, I'm so sorry. <laughs> if you read this book, you'll yeah. get through it. <laughs> <laughs> it is a struggle if you're, see, and that's what like, I usually am a very indecisive person. So I thought that I would struggle with this. But I did a, you know, it wasn't as bad. You know. <laughs> but yeah. it's definitely, it makes you think and like, you know, yeah. what if things. So it's definitely, it was an interesting yeah. concept of a book for sure. Yeah. Just remember, you're not actually in this situation and that'll help your anxiety. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but another recommended t- TJR read. If I do say so, I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. And I'm excited to see the movie and see what they do with it. These are definitely not like who I was picturing in my head, but individually, they're fabulous actors. So I can't wait to see. Yeah, I'm excited. Is it on like Netflix or Hulu? I have no clue. Well, it's released tomorrow, April 7th. So I don't know if it's going to be like a streaming one or theaters half and half. Let's see. Oh, is it bad that I just automatically assume everything is streaming now? (laughs) Like I forget. No, I do too. (laughs) The theaters are even a thing. Um, You're like, wait, what? Um, And I'm sure it's going to be one of those like low key, terrible love movies. But like those are also low key, really good. (laughs) I definitely the guy they have for Jesse I definitely can see that yes um yes I can't can't. say so maybe it is a real movie (laughs) a A real movie movie. and a theater movie oh it'll be in theaters on Friday April 7th with digital streaming premiere on Apple TV Prime Video Google Play and Redbox starting next week. Which I'm sure it'll be one of those you have to pay at first. Yeah. Actually, I'll watch it because I'm cheap. Um. That just has my mind spiraling now to like (laughs) the history of movies and how our country has devolved that I I worked in a movie theater for three years and now I'm dumbfounded that a movie is actually going to the theater. (laughs) I just never... Even my how the world that. has changed truly I, yeah i did just go see one in theaters like two months ago but i, I still just... love me a good five dollar tuesday at amc i feel decrepit now <laughs> you should the fact that, old, like, that i'm like at theater. oh my gosh yeah wow i need to get out more <laughs> take yourself on a movie date i recommend that to everybody AMC, so, now I'm like doing a plug for AMC. Sponsor us. Um, <laughs> go to AMC. They have $5 movie tickets on Tuesday. Just take yourself on a little movie date. I love going to the movies alone because like nobody's there to talk to you. Nobody's yes. bothering you. You get the popcorn and the icy. Like that's what yeah, I'm here for. All to yourself. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know why share I my thought popcorn. that because we've been like the last two or three weeks we've been like oh let's see if there's any movies playing and i don't know if we're just in a bad movie time but there was nothing good yeah so and we have a really small theater so you get like four options but yeah it really just never never even considered that that would be a real movie in the theater yeah i'm gonna so our board quote this week is going to be soon to be a real movie yes (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's wild. That is so funny. 
I love it. I love TJR. Go read it. Go watch it. If you you read it or watch it, let us know what you think. You can find us over on Instagram at Life and Lit Pod. You can send us an email at lifeandlitpod at gmail.com. And be sure to follow and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And we will be back next week with another great, like, total flip, flop. Total, yeah. From this. But I'm super excited about that because it's a repeat author as well. I am so I need to finish that book. I'm I'm getting close, but I learned that if I read this book close to bedtime, I have extremely weird and vivid dreams. So that's I my mean, teaser. <laughs> that makes sense and that's valid. Yeah. So I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I on the nights that I need like a decent sleep, I've tried to hold off from reading too close to bedtime. <laughs> I don't blame you. So, but we're excited. That's my teaser for next week. Stay tuned. (laughs) Yes. But until next time, happy reading. Happy reading. Mm